about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. Somebody shout a loud amen. If you are so glad to be here tonight, can you just lift your hands to him and give him a shout offering? What a beautiful night. Hallelujah. There's something glorious happening tonight. <laughs> I want us to do something we have our seat tonight. Jeremiah 20 verse 7. It's a very funny scripture. You will understand why it's funny when we read it now. Hallelujah. So I'm talking about something that sounds quite controversial tonight. Because I want to answer the questions in the heart of some people. Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. Everybody, one, two, go. Stop. Does it? <laughs> okay, let's go. Go on, and I was deceived. Wow. <laughs> Jeremiah 14. Let's read. Another very funny one. Jeremiah 14. <laughs> Can God deceive a man? Now, this is a prophet talking. One to go. Read loud. <laughs> Wait. The first time he said you have deceived me. Now he said you are greatly. <laughs> Doesn't mean God is a great deceiver. He said you are greatly deceived these people and Jerusalem say you shall have peace whereas the sword reached unto the soul. Why are we reading this tonight? There is an aspect of God that believers must be familiar with. And that is what I want to try and begin to talk about briefly tonight. Man cannot understand everything about God. This will not be 29, 29 says the secret things belong to God, but the ones that are revealed... The secret things belong to God, but the ones that are revealed are for us. So there are things about God you understand as you grow spiritually. There are an aspect of God that explaining to you will look like explaining algebra to a two-year-old boy. But when he grows a little more, he might begin to understand what you are saying. You cannot explain some complex things going on in the world to a guy that is just three years old. He cannot understand. Are you following what I'm saying? So maybe today or tonight I'm talking about when it appears as if God is deceiving you. Or, why are you deceiving me, Lord? <laughs> and the reason why I'm sharing this, I'll give you two stories that will be very some people listening to be quite familiar with it. When we were growing up, there was a boy. He was one of the few among us who had the gift of healing. And because he had some encounters with God, open encounters, these are trances. 
And in one of the encounters, the Lord said to him that he will school in America. Then he went. He told us with joy. He used to go around preaching everywhere. And he got to the embassy and they said no. And he tried the first time, the second time, the third time. By the third year, he did not want to hear anything about God. He felt mocked by God. Were there people in Bible days that felt like that? Emphatically, yes. I know preachers that an angel appeared to in a vision and said, God is also city who opened up that city today. They got there. They resigned their job in Abuja, went to that place, and nothing close to what they saw happened. They become depressed, discouraged, and talk about God, they will insult you. It destroyed their life. That's what they are saying. How many people have I met since I got born again in Jesus 3 till now? Who have done things in the they were sure God asked them to, and the result did not come, and they are discouraged and depressed. Yeah. How many people do I know with certain words from God that never came to pass? Yeah, Titus 1 2 says that in the hope of eternal life, which God who cannot lie. God who can so where is the problem? What led to Jeremiah? What led to Jeremiah talking like this? That how can how can a prophet stand before God to be saying that you have deceived me, and I was deceived? He said you are stronger than me, so you chanced me. <laughs> that was what he was saying. Out of the pain of his heart. Why? Because he gave. <laughs> he didn't know. Now you begin to understand why Jonah never wanted to run that errand for God. Maybe he had experienced something similar. And guess what he experienced again? Check Jonah 1. God never said, tell Nineveh, I'm going to destroy them if they don't repent. There was no condition to that prophecy. In three days' time, Nineveh shall be wiped off. It was a certain declaration without any condition of repentance. There was no communication. God never told Jonah, I can change my mind should they repent. So he committed himself. As a man like Samuel, whose words must not fall to the ground, then he spoke. But you see, there is an aspect of God. When the sovereign will of God is more important than your reputation. I pray believers all over the world will lay hold of this message. Because the Lord just whisper everything I'm saying to you now about 45 minutes to this service. I've been praying almost all day long. And I was wondering why there was no direction to the service. If you want to work with God, you have to learn to be patient. Many times, don't ask God questions I expect you to answer one day. There are aspects of God that you... Charles and Francis until as couple healed anybody more than anybody. But as I was having sinus or so, and every confession, every prayer, nothing happened. Then he was talking to a doctor, and his doctor said, that, Oh, my friend stopped taking coffee, and this thing disappeared. I need to stop taking coffee and it became well. The two of them, husband and wife, or the wife. There are aspects of God that you cannot... Now, what I want to say to everybody watching me, the things that... So, this is where we are going. The things that you don't understand now, when you are patient and grow spiritually, you will understand. There are frequencies in God that your mind can capture why this is happening and this is not happening. But if you stay with God and you don't give up, Along the line, when you grow a little more, just like there were things you never understood when you were five years old, but you understand now. Many times, God will not bother to answer. You know what? 
you look at the immediate God looks at the ultimate. Numbers 23, 19. God is not a man that should lie. Neither is this son of man that should repent. That word repent means he won't change his mind. But in Numbers, he got angry and he said he was going to wipe out the people. Numbers 14, Numbers 15, I think. And Moses began to plead with him. And the Bible said God repented. He said, okay. Okay. Moses said that, you see, if you kill them now, what would the Egyptians say? They will say that you could not take them to promise and so you kill them in the wilderness. And the Bible said, and God said, mm, ah, only points. He said, no problem. Let's change the punishment. I'm not, I'm not killing them again. He said, but when I visit them, they will pay for what they have done. But he said, death sentence, no, no problem. Was God joking when Jesus said to Mary, my time has not yet come. But then he ended up turning that water to wine. Does it mean the operator ahead of his time? Emphatically, yes. Somebody got him to change his mind about a divine agenda. He was given a season to operate. He operated before the season because somebody pushed him to it. What are these aspects of God? Have you been to a meeting before where you felt that God was talking directly to you? The most common, I know many believers who have resigned their job to go and do the will of God and nothing worked where they were. Now they are between the, uh, they are between the, what they call it, this one and the Dead Sea, Red Sea. What they, uh, they say between what and what? Between what? <laughs> okay, the devil and the deep sea or the rock and the, it, it's a complex situation. Is the reason. Oh, Shikavaya. Paul was telling me when he was in final year. There was a guy that went to me, one of the lecturers. After days of fasting and prayer, he said, Why are we studying Babylonian system? Final year students. And dumped his project before the lecture and walked away from school to go and face the kingdom. <laughs> Somebody tell him he shall be hungry. Mark my word. Some of them saw something. I will not finish this message today. I'm going to tell you how vision can deceive you. The closest to read that everybody under this room and those who are watching me can understand was the last American election. Credible prophets. Some of them saw angels who told them that this one will win, this one will not win. 90% of them missed it. Some came out to acknowledge that they missed it, but I believe some of them, they have, saw, they have seen visions in the past. They have brought down the plan of God on earth. Some of them have heard from God. For Some of them have actually taken journey to heaven truly. Why did they miss this? And how are they feeling right now? This is why, if you are in the prophetic, if you don't learn to wait upon God, if God does not speak, because you have developed a capacity to interact with the spirit world, when it is not God, another voice will speak. Those who are not prophets can be spared in this realm, but not too that you have the prophetic gifts. That is a dangerous thing about prophetic gifts. The same rate, the rate at which the spirit all can speak with you, and evil spirit can also speak to you. Once you miss the tilting, the signal is going to pick something wrong. Because the signal is very sensitive, it's designed by God to interact with the realm of the spirit. And it's not going to be, there will not be any vacuum 
or it won't, it, there won't be any vacuum. So if it's not occupied by God part time, another spirit will occupy it. There is a story I just want to share this night. And whenever we can continue, we continue. Have you read First King chapter 22 before? Sit down. Are you enjoying the service? <laughs> you know, where is there is digging deep? Where is there is not for shallow people? Are you following me? Amen. This is why hmm, there were issues. There were wars that are faced. And I fasted. And I prayed. And I spoke. And the world stood. What did I do? I left the world and I continued to worship God. After a while, the world disappeared by itself without any traces. I feel sorry for the man who worships his problem. And the problem begins to direct his affairs. And then he's beginning to question his redemption. All because there is a world that won't come down. That world is not the end of life. Are you following me? Let's read this story. First Kings 22. That's the last chapter in the book of First Kings. And they continued three years without war. Israel, Syria and Israel. Verse 2. And it came to pass on the third year that Jehoshaphat king of Judah came down to the king of Israel. And the king of Israel said to him, to his servant, Know ye not that Ramoth in Gilead is ours? If we be still and take it not out of the hand of the king of Syria, I will be still, okay? And he said to Jehoshaphat, Will thou go with me to battle to Ramoth Gilead? And Jehoshaphat said, I will go, blah, blah, blah. Verse 5. And Jehoshaphat said to king of Israel, Inquire, I pray thee, at the word of the Lord. Joseph was such a great man. Oh, the king, he just came. He was the king of Judah. So he came to visit the king of Israel. Israel had broken into two then. Ten tribes for Israel, two tribes for Judah. So Judah, the direct descendants of David, Israel just so they split the kingdom into two. Judah, Israel. Ten, two. So Joseph was the king of Judah and he was a godly man. And he went to visit the king of Israel, Eraska. And the king of Israel said to him that, Do you know that Ramoth Gilead, like Bakasi, his house? And we are not claiming it. Cameroon is claiming it. He said, Let's go and fight and reclaim it back. And Joseph said, No problem. My soldiers will join your soldiers will go. Then Joseph said, Excuse me, sir. Before we go, can we hear from God? Oh, if believers can develop this attitude. Before you say yes to that guy. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man. Before you go to Canada, lest you come back suffering. Because a lizard in Nigeria will not become alligator in Canada. Before you join to go and kill for that visa, before you relocate, let's hear the word of the Lord. I'm not saying you should not go to Canada. <laughs> I'm just saying they will hope they won't carry you there. <laughs> Nigeria will not be like this forever. By the time you come back, we would have bought all the lands. We will be massive and share some with you. But when you come back, you'll meet us there. And Joseph said to the king, hey, go and pray that the word of the Lord today. Verse 6. And the king of Israel gathered the prophets together. Ah! I was second this when I first read this place and it moved me. This is why 
I have tried to warn some people who live their lives on vision, angels, and all those things. It is why I don't talk about my encounters so much. There is a level of battle that you will see in life. Encounters will mean nothing to you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Anyway. <laughs> about 400 men. I have seasons in my life when an average of two times to three times in a week, I see visions in the night. More of like a dream, but vivid vision. Some of them I'm sitting down my bed, just resting my head, and then I see. But I, I don't share them. You know what? I don't even give attention to them. I only pick the ones that are very, very serious. They, everything happening in Nigeria now, and in Africa, my brother is in the UK now. 11, like nine years ago, I wrote him the complete picture of what I saw. Bloodshed in Nigeria. Actually, the one that trained the first election between uh, uh, Buhari and Jonathan, I told him everything. I saw coppers being and everything happened just like that. But I did not put it out as a prophecy to anybody because the, there's no point in pressing anybody about anything. When I was secondary school, there was nothing. Like when my father got an official car, when he got elevated, everything that happened, somehow I would have seen it before happening. And it's still like that. Things just don't happen to me. If I haven't seen a friend in two years and it's going to come around till today, when I sleep in night, I'm going to, except I don't spend a little time praying in night. Once I pray in the night, I'm going to know something unique. I don't know everything that will happen in a day, but I'm going to know what is important that will happen in a day. Then the king of Israel gathered the prophets together about 400 men and said to them, Shall I go to Ramoth Gilead to battle? And they said, Go up, <laughs> for the Lord shall deliver it into the hand of the king. Oh, there is, a, there is something called discerning of spirits. May you have it in Jesus' name. That no matter how something appears, to be able to tell that there is a problem. There is a problem here. That there is a problem here. Hallelujah. Jehoshaphat was not a prophet, but as he sat on the throne and they were all prophesying, ah, said something is missing here. Bible said that. He said, is there, can you imagine a prophet standing? Look at the stupid question. Is there not here a prophet of the Lord beside this? He said, Look, I've heard all these guys. Don't you have another prophet? In other words, I don't believe what these guys are saying. And look at what the king said. Verse 8. And the king of Israel said, There is yet one man. Hey, may you be that one man. Like Joshua and Caleb. People with a different spirit. Micah, the son of Imla, by whom we may inquire of the Lord. But I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> some pastors prophesy of negative things that will happen in Nigeria should this person win I remember even some of my friends where are God is meant to all this policy don't matter where they were now many of them are quiet now because of what is going on in Nigeria can I tell you the truth America might follow the same step People with glory and insult all those who said this one will win. Maybe Trump will. I'm not for anybody, but I'm just telling you the truth. Don't run, don't, 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 don't run your mouth. After a while, what of America is worse off under this present, guys? Then those who are talking will keep quiet. And you know what? The signs are tilting towards that thing. I remember some of my friends, I mean, I, I, of, I don't want to mention them. One or two pastors who supported Maybe this present administration. Some of their disciples who are my friends, they were glory. They were forget about this one. Who I say, maybe they said this one, Nigeria, a new nation, dollar will become. Yes, it has become. 
some of them, I'm not in the habit of talk. Some of them can't even look me face and talk. Now, they were, they were, one of them was celebrating the day they saw, he said, a new Nigeria has come. Uh, this one, the pastors were going to ask us to pray for Jonathan. All of them are deceivers. This is the real. Now, they, they can they, I will never endorse any politician in my life. You just don't know what the man, don't embarrass yourself by keeping up behind a man that you don't know what he will do. I saw people celebrating also just the American election. I'm not for that, I'm not for Biden, but I'm telling you the truth. Supposing you jump, 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 if it is this one that will even stop your visa completely. For saying that you are not supporting gay. Can you see the sign? I'm not saying he will do that. I'm just saying that as a believer, patience is a virtue. Don't rejoice on things that are ephemeral. Rejoice on the things of the kingdom. That's what I'm saying. You know, people will do as if since that one has come and all your problems will disappear. That this one is president or this one does not stop your landlord from coming to ask for house rent. And I don't know why people put things on things that are not... And you don't even know what the new guy will do. Even if you are a governor and you are in this church, we treat you like every other person. Because if we openly endorse you, all your errors, they will put it on us. We are going to be part of your problem. And that was the mistake some made also who were going to ask us to pray for Jonathan then. I remember I was seeing the picture and just shake my people do, if you know politicians, you understand. You don't know them. Apostle was still telling me last now, now he's in Abuja, they're all coming around him. And he said, Bashala, if you know these people, he said there is one name for them, they are wicked. And I totally agree with him. You just understand that they will just use you, use you to foster the agenda and mess up your name. They come just lift up the hand, make sure camera is showing them that they worship God in your church, and some person made the mistake of bragging that a senator is in your church. All of you are more important to me than any senator. People come to church daily to arrange here, there's no senator. We are moving every day without a senator. So if one comes in there, God bless you. No special seat for you. Even though my uncle is a senator, I'm just saying that. I'm just telling you. The Bible talks about honoring those who deserve it. We are not, we are not pulling them down. But we are saying that when church begins to idolize them, when you take your eyes from those who have faithfully been in church and because there is a big man, see, those kind of things, they don't always end up well. Yeah. This is why when you are smart, you depend on... There was a, a story that a pastor told us. <laughs> I don't know about that. Told us, so it's a very terrible story. This guy came to one bill and he was sponsoring everything in church, paying all the bills and everything. Then the pastor said something he didn't like. He told the pastor, no, you need to change your message. And I said, I can't change my message. God gave me this message. I said, hey, okay. He collected the church building because it was his. He paid for all the instruments, took everything. The pastor sat on the chair, was crying like a baby. It was the associate pastor who had boldness. He got up and he confronted the man. He said, to hell with you and your money. He said, lock us out. We will not meet outside for more than four Sundays. God will give us a place. And God did. Thank God for a strong associate. But the pastor was confused. He had eaten too much. He sat down there, looking like Lucas. He didn't know what to say. <laughs> That's what they, all this that this is big man that church will go to visit is He's doing something. All the pastors will carry yourself. You go there. All the day, day and night, you are everywhere at his back and call. He will embarrass you one day. <laughs> Hallelujah. I you get to what I'm saying. Anyway, let's focus on Let's go with our story. I'm enjoying tonight's service. I don't know of you. <laughs> let's go on. <laughs> so the king said, I hate him. You know, people hate those who tell them the truth. 
<laughs> he said, he does not prophesy good concerning, but evil. Jehoshaphat said, let the king not say so. So they called him. Then the king called and said, Hasten he that Micah, the son of Imla. Next verse. And the king of Israel, the king of Judah, sat at the entrance. And all the prophets prophesied before them. Look at this next verse. A man of reputation. And Zedekiah, go and check the pedigree of this man in the Bible. Zedekiah, the son of Chenana, made him ounce of iron. And he said, Don't fear the Lord. <laughs> With this, you shall put the Syrian till you have consumed them. He brought, brought out a prophetic horn. He said, Take this one, use it to defeat them. And it sounded so good. But somehow, Joseph had a design of spirit. He just knew that something is not going on well here. And all the prophets prophesied so. They, they endorsed what the guy said. Go up to Ramagila and prosper. The Lord shall deliver you to the king's hand. Verse 13. The messiah that was called, he said to Micah, the prophet declared good to the king. Let your word, I pray, thee, be like word of one of them. And speak that which is good. The son was already begging him on the way. I know you are radical. All of them are prophesying things. They are saying good things. Jaw, when you get there, so just follow. <laughs> and we can say, as the Lord liveth, what the Lord saith unto me, that I will speak. Voila, they. <laughs> so he came to the king. The king said, Mikai, shall we go to Ramagilai to battle or shall we forbear? And he said, go and prosper. You know, Yoruba will say, sorry can be negative. What happened there was, they just said, go and prosper. But the king said, no, you are not telling the truth. <laughs> For the Lord will deliver it to the king's hand. Look at the next verse. 16. And the king said to him, how many times shall I enjoy you that you tell me nothing, but which is true in the name of... This king is very funny. Now the guy decided to act along what the servant told that let your word line up. Say to God there and say, go and prosper, God will give you. Then the king said, I know you. You have not said the truth. You are giving a political answer. So the king knew somehow that those prophets were just performing drama. Because he could have said that finally your word is matching theirs. But he said, Mikai, come. How many times have I told that? Say nothing but the truth. So Mikai said, okay, so you now won't hear the truth now. Have you noticed that he asked you to tell them, when you tell them, tell them they don't like it. <laughs> and he said, I saw, voila. All Israel scattered upon the hill, as sheep that had not a shepherd. And the Lord said, These are no shepherd, let them return every man to his house in peace. Next verse. And the king said to Joshua, Did I not tell you that you will prophesy no good concerning me but evil? And the guy said, I have not finished. Verse 19. I said, Hear the word of the Lord. This is the original word. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne. And the host of heaven by him, on his right and on his left. And the Lord said, Who shall persuade Ahab, that he might go up and fall at Ramogiliad? And one said this manner, another one said that manner. And there came a spirit. Oh, this must be a direct spirit from Lucifer. Because the Bible calls him the father of all lies. You know, Lucifer, he used to visit heaven. Concerning Job, he went to talk to God. That have you considered Job? So, somehow, one of the days, he just meandered into heaven. All the spirits were talking. God was like, eh, eh, little. Then Satan came down. This is my job description. <laughs> this, this is my area of specialty. You want, you want the king deceived? <laughs> this is what I do. 
okay. <laughs> and he came forth and he stood before the Lord and said, I will persuade him. And God said, How? He said, I will go forth and be a lion spirit. In the mouth of all his prophets, this word is deep. Ah, dear Lord Jesus. He did not say a lying spirit in the mouth of all the prophets of the Lord. There is a difference between God's prophets and King's prophets. You can begin your journey as a prophet of the Lord. When you start receiving gifts and being hired by kings and fabricating prophecy for them and always praying for them, not praying genuinely for them, but praying a political prayer. And they come to see you, I want to travel. Yeah, you bless it. I want to marry second wife. You bless it. You have become the king's prophet. And you cannot serve two masters. So now you are no longer the prophet of the Lord. You are now the prophet of the king. So in other words, prophet of God cannot be deceived by lying spirits. But a prophet of the Lord that has become the prophet of the king can fall victim of this thing. How many of you will me get this message out there? This is something all of you should share tomorrow. Do you know there are ministers who don't that they have become the prophets of the king? I'm saying we are not judging anybody. It is difficult. See, the more you rise, the Bible says that your light, Isaiah 60, the Bible says, Arise. It said, uh, uh, It said, Gentiles shall come to your light and kings to the brightness of your rising. The problem with kings is that when you, the more the anointing rises on you and you are rising, after a while, not only Gentiles are seeking you, kings will start seeking you. When kings come, they come with agenda. It is difficult at that point. That is when you will know whether you are standing or you are not standing. Believe me sincerely, money is powerful. My money is powerful. Wonderful people pray on the mountain. It's common to say they pray on the mountain. I've seen a lot of wonderful Growing up in Abiyokuta, who had nothing. They could fast for 30 days without eating at all on the mountain. After a while, there will be an endowment of the gifts of the Spirit upon them. Then the rich will start coming. The guy that stayed in the one bedroom apartment, the king rents two duplex. He rents a duplex for him. He comes to your office. You are meeting them on the mountain to give prophecy. They say, no, no, no. There is an office I'm giving you in Banana Island. Five bedroom duplex, an office and everything. If care is not taking control, we start. As Afegi was rising, two men came to meet him. And they said that they will furnish an office for him in the best place in town. And that they will start helping him to spread his message. An angel of the Lord stood, stood by him in the night. He had an encounter. Jesus said, an angel has a message, and Jesus vanished and left the angel with him. And the angel took and said, mention the name of those two men. He said, never let them get involved with your ministry. Their heart is not clean. You will lose ministry to them. And then he said, these men were ready to help him. He had no office. They were able to set up office. He said, they will hire secretary, PA for him, and they will be paying them salary. Are you following? I will follow, follow you till the end of time. Our devotion will be tested. Someone we know, my wife was telling me this. Somebody came to meet them. A woman and her husband had the path with God that they were going to build a church. They built it in Lekki. They finished the church and they said, we are not pastors. We just made their millionaires. God said we should build a church and we give it to a pastor. And they went to meet this pastor and dropped the key. A massive facility in Lekki. The pastor prayed and in the morning he called them and he turned the key to them. That God didn't tell me to have a building in Lekki. Go and pray and look for another pastor. Thank you for what you have done. How many pastors will do that? 
Won't you come and share testimony? For rejecting that thing, that guy might have the biggest building like later. Because there is law of compensation in God. When you say no to temptation, something bigger than what you have refused will come. It's always like that. Follow you till the end of time. I will follow. Sometimes it appears as if the movement of God in your life is slow. You are looking at the immediate. God is looking at the ultimate. There is something God is doing. You know, that's where this message This is just the beginning part. So, Mika explained to them that there is something called lying spirit. It's operating the mouth of all these prophets. And as he was talking, that Chenana that made arms went there and gave him a slap. He said, where did the spirit of God go from you to, from me to come and talk to you? And he told the guy that, no problem. He said, you shall see on that day, you'll be ashamed. And the Bible said, the king said, take Mika away, go and give him a bread and water of affliction. I've been trying to know how that bread must look like. Bread of affliction. We used to joke in school then. You know, they would give us more say bread of affliction. <laughs> you know, in the old there. That was what he said. Feed him with bread of, of affliction and water. He said, till I come. And Mikhail said, if you come back, then God has not spoken through me. And he said, everybody, thank God it's happening in an open place. You cannot see. He said, then my reputation dies with me if this king comes back. Or the king said, when I come back, I will deal with you. I said, okay, fine. If you ever come back, of course, he never came back. What would have happened to Chinana Zedekiah? End of his reputation. He would have cried after that like Jeremiah. If truly he saw those visions, that those horns would be for the victory of, he could have seen things. What? So, I'm beginning, first of all, I'm addressing those who have spiritual gifts, to be careful. But I'm also speaking to believers who have heard the word from God. God told you to go and start something, but it backfired seriously. God told you, in quote, I'm assuming, it might be God, but I will explain something. God told you to leave your job. God told you to leave, you left. And, oh God, all hell broke loose afterwards. Nothing to show for it. You felt we were obeying God. What about somebody that I know? When we were in school, they were in another school. He had typhoid. And he heard the voice of God saying that you are healed and refused to take medication and he died. He died. For real. I heard of somebody also who had a condition in his body and he refused to take medication because a word in the night he had a vision when an angel told that you've been healed. And the thing God became a serious complication and it became an incurable disease. Now he doesn't want to hear anything about God again. Because when he had a chance for him to be taken out of the hospital, he refused. And he told us that you have a short time. How would he feel? Now I'm, I'm saying that. That's why I use that word. Thou hast deceived me, O Lord. So, Jeremiah took God there. Jonah got there. God said to Jonah, in three days, I will end in every. Jonah got there and he said exactly the way God said it. In three days, this city will be destroyed. But Jonah did not know. That when a word is given, this way I'm going, some events can still happen afterward. That guy that wanted to travel abroad, do you know as we speak today, is abroad, but abroad as a non-believer. After five years, somehow God opened the door and he traveled, but he had lost his faith before traveling. If he had waited, number one, at times, God can say something will happen to you. This might not be the season. God does not live in this present time. 
number two, God can say something will happen to there must be some steps we take for those things to happen. And number three, God can repackage a plan. That is the most difficult part. He can look and look. A particular nation, a man of God was praying, and he saw, you will know the nation I'm talking about, I'm sure you are very familiar with, but I'm using, I'm speaking in part, in particular nation, that the president was sick one time. Somebody told me, and I know this guy is a credible man of God, he saw clearly that when the president was sick, the president of that nation died. And, the, and someone else became president. Then, after a while, the president did not die. He got well. And so he was asking God that. I wasn't even talk, praying about the nation. I was in my room and you opened the wall. I saw a vision. I saw the president being flown abroad for treatment. And in the course of it, he died there. And then the Lord showed him. Like what would have happened if the president had died? He saw probably more than 3 million people slaughtered by the people of the presidents. And the Lord said that, I saw it, and I said, no, this shall not be. That was what happened to Jeremiah. He said, I saw the Lord move this way, and I said, Lord, all and Lord, said, okay, this shall not be. At times, God will say something will happen, and then he will say, no. Because certain people will start praying. And their prayer will make God to look at them and say, angels, can we change the plan? Remember, God is guided by his mercy above every other thing, because God is love. And everything God wants to do in your life and is doing in your life is connected to some other plans that will affect some other people. So it might be someone else that is praying. He might, you might have heard this guy in the vision and the plans of God. He might look at it at the end of that and discover that if you marry this guy, the if ripple effect of it will happen this way, this way, this way. So there is a new plan. The story that illustrates that which you can't contend, but it's a very different story of the potter and the clay. It has not levels I talked about it. Ooh, when Jeremiah started this, Jeremiah 18, he said God was the potter, and he said we are the clay. But Jeremiah said something very deep, and I want to end there. Well, give me that scripture. I didn't even plan to use it, but I want to end on this one today. Jeremiah, the potter and the clay. See, so this is why, ultimately, what I'm calling everybody to is that. Number one, never give up because you are prayed about, so you've received the word, and it's like it's not coming to pass. Hold on to first Titus 1, to Titus 1, God who cannot lie. There must be something bigger than my understanding. And in due season, I will understand. God who cannot lie. Are you with me? When we're going on, then I went down to the potter's house and behold, it was, behold, he wrote a walk on the wheels. Verse 4. And the vessel that he made of clay was ma. In, his, in the hand of who? In the hand of who? So, what did he do to it? Are you getting the implication of this? The potter was doing the work. He had a particular pot he wanted to. As he was finishing it, the pot broke. And he picked it and turned it to another pot. And the potter is called God. And man is a clay. So does it mean that something happens to some plants in the hands of God? And it turns them to another plan. Yes. That is when God will actually say to a lady, this is your husband. The guy can choose not to like the lady and he walks away. And God doesn't force anybody. God will repackage another man for. A man can be the most wonderful man and he's convinced in his heart that this is his wife. But the woman might reject him. God will not force things. 
what God will do is that a repackaging will start. Another woman, another vessel. See, for those who have who are hearing me, because you an attempt to obey God, you give an amount. Expecting you seem to hear that it will bring this kind of harvest, but nothing like that. You left something real. Because you saw a vision, harvest field, you saw souls, and you've been in that mission field for two years. Now nobody's sponsoring you, nothing is coming, and you were working in a bank before. You left your job because you were trying to honor God, and there's nothing to show for it. And resentment is about setting in. And you are wondering. When we were going up there, was a guy also. The whole family was going to Canada, and they got to this, and he turned in that because of the little fellowship we're having. And he said, God said this and this and this will happen in his life in Nigeria. After five years, not one of those things happened. And he became so offended. If I started misbehaving around, he got so angry. He got so angry. So now travel now became a problem. And it was like he had the chance. They fight for all of them, and God told him to stay. And he said, there's nothing to show for it. Nothing. I know a particular guy who left the city where he was staying. Because he kept seeing the vision of a particular city that God was sending him there. He was there for one year, could not even get a venue. He became discouraged. He went there with his wife and his whole family. They came back to and they had nothing. I know a pastor in one city in Nigeria who won't pray one day, saw a vision of London. He actually handed over the church to someone else. So the church gave him so much money and to see a relationship with the church. So they appointed a new pastor. They did a service for him and they gave him millions to locate to London. He landed in London after one year. None of the things he saw happened. And they came back to Nigeria defeated. They couldn't even go back to that church out of shame. At times, don't even feel bad that you miss God. You understand? When you heard something clearly, and now it's not coming to pass like that, all I'm saying is just hold on. If you need to back, come back, if you need to go back to that job shamefully, go back. But don't resent God. As you pray and you grow spiritually, God also one day will tell you what really happened. But in this present state, your heart is messed or you might not hear right now. But as you grow, what God will first of all do is that when you stay with Him, He will heal you. He will start sending things your way, like a cushion effect that will let you come out of it. Now you are happy, there is a kind of information that if there is no joy in your heart, you cannot assess it. That's the Bible said that with joy you draw water out of the well of salvation. So in some cases, it is only when joy is in your heart. So what the first word God, what, that, what the first God, that's why Isaiah 60 says, arise, shine. That Isaiah 60 is about prosperity. Instead of good, instead of uh, uh, brass, you have good fire, you have silver, for wood, you have iron, for stone, you have uh, brass. He said, your, God said, your, uh, your account shall be open day and night. They bring the wealth of nations and their kings. The whole of Isaiah 60 is about pro- prosperity. After that, then Isaiah 61, then I will pour out my spirit. Many times, before the outpouring of the Spirit, before the gift lands on you again, before the divine assignment is recommunicated with you again, God will first of all heal you and bless you. Because you need to be in a place of joy to hear the voice of the Lord. It might be 15 years that you understand why that relationship never worked. But you will understand if you refuse to get offended. So one of the questions she asked, can you get to a point where God can never offend you? Jeremiah said it, you have deceived me, but he never gave up following God. Even at a point in his life, it appeared as if he was deceived. But he understood later 
that God did not, God will never deceive any man. In no proper time, like with God who cannot lie. Hallelujah. You know, one of the things I've seen about people, when people too focus too much on, I always, when you are talking to me and you are talking too much about, and I saw this vision and I had this dream, that's why I'm doing this. Some of us have come a long way. From secondaries, we've been seeing visions. We tell people like that that I feel so sorry for you. Because we might be misled. I have seen a woman say, a man, a spiritual man, might not necessarily be a good husband. Did you hear what I've just said now? A charismatic sister might not necessarily be a good wife. Being able to sing heaven down is different from being able to be a good wife at home. <laughs> Working in the prophetic. Speaking the language of angels and men does not make a man a good husband. Does not even make a man a good man. Gifts and character are two different things. When we're in school, some sister didn't know, and they, you, you don't understand. Somebody can be able to preach all the revelations in the Bible and be as lazy. Stay with him, we irritate you forever. The moment you marry him within six months, you know that you are, you are trapped forever. People don't know. So don't be carried away. And I found out that Christians get moved. When they hear somebody talking about that, and the angel of the Lord came to me. And I was saying, there are messages like that here and there. No problem. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's very common. Because you have never seen an angel before. So you have so much respect for somebody who has seen one. If God wanted you to see, would have made you see all these days. And if he plans to see, one day you will see. But somebody seen into the heavens does not have any advantage over anybody that's not seen. Find out how God communicates with you and follow God. Did you hear what I've just said now? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> it's all blessed tonight. Let's rise. Any man you see has had one issue or the other. There are times you follow God because you are seeing His power. There are times the only reason why you follow Him is just trust. You don't understand what He's doing. You don't understand the way He's leading you. But you just trust Him that your shepherd cannot be wrong. There are times like that. You are familiar to put your head on the table and say, Lord, you know what? I'm not happy with you, but I love you. It won't stop me from serving. I will never give up on you. I will never reduce what I do for you, but right now I am not happy. Many people have not been told all these things. Yes. Hallelujah. Have you heard me today? Lift up your hands and just give him praise. We worship you, we adore you. We give you all the glory. We bless your name. We thank you, we worship you. Oh, praise be to your name. Blessed be your name. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Hello, thank you for watching us. We don't want this to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. You know, 
um, after listening to God's word like this, and you have never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, it's an opportunity to come to him. And it's a simple process because he has made all things available. I want to implore you now to give your heart to Christ. And by saying these words, because giving your heart to Christ must be done consciously. He has paid the price. Say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I come to you. I believe that you died for me and that you rose again. I believe that you shed your blood for my justification. I accept your finished work right now, and I confess that you are the Lord of my life. I believe in you. Thank you, Jesus. If you have said those words, you are actually born again, a new creation in Christ. Join us for more of this. God bless you.